My name is Matt Garcia. I'm Pastor Randy's son here on staff here as well as at Fortress Church. So I'm interviewing him on his new book, To Another Level. Pastor Randy, how are you doing? I'm doing good. To Another Level book that you've recently written. It's the Ephesians 4 model for spiritual growth. Let's talk about that. Now, Mm -hmm. Pastor Randy, what inspired you originally to write this book? Well, first of all, I I always have a desire to see people rise to new levels of faith and to grow spiritually. I believe it should be the desire of any Christ follower to not, not to be satisfied with where their spiritual life is at, but rather always have a desire to grow and get closer to God and deepen their relationship with the Lord. And I think that's so important. I guess part of me as a pastor, I've seen so many individuals, uh, many of them are on fire for God. They want more of God. But then there are another group of people who just don't have any desire to take their spiritual life to another level. And I desire as a pastor to help them rise to a new level of faith and get deeper with the Lord. I assume you desire to reach a lot of different people with this book. But that being said, people are different. So when we speak of spiritual growth, aren't there many ways a Christ follower can grow? Yes. For example, uh, there's some basic ways that we introduce in the book, uh, like having your daily devotions with the Lord. That'll bring spiritual growth. Reading the Word of God, studying the Word of God, going to church, being involved in a small group. All those are great ways to grow in the Lord. But one of the things the Lord impressed upon me a few months ago, uh, as I was having a quiet time with the Lord one day, the Lord just showed me that this particular passage, this particular chapter, I'm talking about Ephesians 4, is filled with principles that we oftentimes overlook to correlate it with spiritual growth. As I was studying Ephesians 4 earlier this year, I noticed that it has a lot to do. There was two major themes there. One major theme is spiritual maturity. That's where we need to be. The other major theme is ministry. And I realized that there is a direct correlation between being involved in ministry and a person's spiritual growth. So for that reason, the majority of the book is dealing with the Ephesians 4 model and what Paul tells us how we can mature in the Lord. So this is what to another level is all about. Okay, so spiritual maturity and ministry. You say they go Mm -hmm. hand in hand. Yes. But the thing is, ministry is such a broad term. Can you explain what you mean by ministry? You're right. Ministry is indeed a broad term, and maybe one person defines ministry in one way, and another person defines it in another way. So I'm pretty much using the Ephesians 4 model. And when we talk about the Ephesians 4 model, one of the things I notice is that when Paul speaks about ministry, he talks about many things. He says he talks about equipping the saints, which is leadership. He says we must love. Well, love is a very important part of ministry. He talks about your calling. That's in verse 1 of Ephesians. Then he talks about to uh, prepare people for works of service. So works is part of ministry. Service is part of ministry. And then he talks about the body of Christ. So church is part of ministry. And then he says, so we may be mature and deepen our relationship. That's discipleship. And then he says, speaking the truth in love. Well, that's evangelism. And then he talks about the various parts of the body of Christ. Well, that's small group. So as we study Ephesians 4, those are just a few examples. I use 10 different examples of what ministry is all about. And they're all are taken from Ephesians chapter 4. So it is a broad term. And when I talk about ministry, there's a lot to it. Yeah. You know, as you were talking about that, I started thinking about the ministry that I've seen over the years. And I've seen believers just get burned out 
in mm-hmm. ministry. So why why does that happen? Why do believers get burned out in ministry? Well, there's a number of reasons, but I believe the number one reason why people get burned out, Christ followers get burned out, is because they are in the wrong place of ministry. In mm-hmm. other words, they're gifted in one way, and yet they are trying to do uh, the, the kingdom work, which is great. I commend everybody for doing kingdom work. But uh, not all of us are wired and gifted mm-hmm. to do everything. And when we are not in the area of ministry where God calls us to, how God created us to minister, then we oftentimes get burned out. And really the answer is this, if we know our spiritual gifts, and that's part of what I talk about in chapter three, and that's our calling, is when we know what our calling is in life our calling in ministry. We find our spiritual gifts. We find our motivational gifts. We know what our strengths are, what our weaknesses. When we know how God created us in a unique way, then we are able to reach our potential. When we don't know this and we don't reach our potential, we end up getting burned out. Yeah, that's good. I had the privilege of getting an advanced copy of your Mm -hmm. book, and I already started reading through it. And I noticed you list some examples in Scripture of men and women taking their spiritual life to the next level. Can you share that with us? One of the examples I say that we can go from beliefs to convictions. And the story I use is in the book of Daniel. Perhaps you know Daniel and Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah. Some people call them Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. But these three young men were challenged to bow down to a false god. Perhaps you're familiar with this. What they needed to do is take their relationship with God to another level. And I call this from beliefs to convictions. The reason I say that is because a lot of people have beliefs, but uh, when you have to uh, really be willing to lay down your life, those are convictions. And that's where I believe God wants us to be. Not wishy-washy beliefs, but strong biblical convictions. And uh, perhaps you're familiar with the story. These three Hebrew men, they stood strong in their convictions And because of that, God met them where they are. A miracle happened. They did not die when they were thrown in the fiery furnace. Instead, they were a tremendous testimony for the name of the Lord God Almighty. From beliefs to convictions, they went to another level. Yeah, these are some really good lessons that we could learn from these biblical characters. Mm -hmm. Uh, Speaking of lessons, you have over 75 to another level lessons Mm -hmm. in the book. So what is to another level lesson? And give me an example of (laughs) one or two. Over the years, I've jotted down certain lessons that I've learned that I would love to pass on to so many people. For example, one lesson is this. Spiritual growth is intentional not accidental. In other words, if you want to grow, you've got to be intentional about that. Here's another to another level lesson. Your potential in life will never be reached until you identify your God-given purpose and then pursue it. See, God has a purpose for your life. And until you pursue that purpose and identify what God has laid out for your life, you're never going to reach your potential. Here's another to another level lesson. Significance is success at another level. And the journey to significance is ministry. The reason I say that is because success is when you make it in life. But significance is when you take others with you. That is success at another level. And how do you get there? Significance is all about ministry. So let me ask you a question. Mm -hmm. If someone, let's say they've been a believer for about three years or so, they show up to church, you know, fairly often. Would you say that that person has been adequately discipled? 
I love to look at Jesus' approach to discipleship. First of all, Jesus, when he spent his three years or so on in ministry, he didn't really focus a whole lot on the masses, although there were a few occasions he did preach and teach to the masses, 4,000, 5,000. But I would say 90, 95% of the time he ministered, it was to a small group of people. What did he do? He formed a, I like to say a connect group, 12 men. And those 12 men, he poured himself, his life into these 12 men for about three years. And one of the things I notice about Jesus is that discipleship goes beyond the classroom. If you were to look through Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John, you would see how Jesus took discipleship outside the classroom. When Jesus went outside the classroom, what did he do? He healed the sick. He raised the dead. He ministered to people. And right behind him were his 12 disciples. One setting, for example, that he taught was Matthew 5, the Sermon on the Mount. That's more of a classroom setting. And I went through all the occasions in the four Gospels where Jesus was with his disciples Approximately two-thirds of everything that Jesus did with his disciples were outside of the classroom setting. So getting back to the question about a typical person today, my question is, have they stayed in the classroom only or have they gone out and utilized their spiritual gifts and done discipleship outside the classroom? To me, when somebody puts their faith in action, that is discipleship. Sounds like you really encourage people to get out of their comfort zone in this book. Definitely. Uh, That's spiritual growth. Is there a correlation between a person maturing from childhood to adolescence to adulthood and then to that of a person maturing in their walk with the Lord? I believe so. And one of the things I reference is uh, from Jim Putman's and Bobby Harrington's book called Discipleship. And they correlate discipleship with the development of an individual. First, uh, someone you know is born again, and then they're an infant, then they are a child, then they're a young adult, then they are a parent. That's very similar to our spiritual life. An infant, for example, needs to be spoon-fed. Well, sometimes when we're baby Christians, we need other people to feed us. Then there comes a time that we begin to feed ourselves. That means we're growing spiritually. And then when we become a young adult, we become a little bit more independent and can take care of ourselves. We don't no longer have to depend on daddy and mommy to take care of us, right? But then the highest level is the parenting level, and that is when you are nurturing and discipling other believers. That is the highest form of discipleship, and I believe that should be our goal as believers to, in fact, that was the Great Commission it was all about. Go and make disciples of all nations, Jesus said, his famous last words before he ascended back into heaven, and that is, uh, I believe, a fruitful life when we are discipling others. To another level, is this book for a new believer, do you think? Well, I believe it's for everybody. One of the things I do when I start off this book is I ask the question, if you were to rate where your spiritual life is on a scale of zero to 10, zero meaning you are yet to have faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, 10 meaning you're perfect, 
which none of us are there. Uh, I believe uh, wherever we are at, if someone rates themselves as a two, there's room to grow. If someone rates themselves as a seven, there's room to grow. And anywhere in between. What I'm saying here is to another level is going to challenge everybody, whether they're a new believer or whether they're a seasoned believer that is quite mature, there is always room to grow. If any of us get to the point to say, I don't need to grow anymore, that's a very dangerous position because Mm -hmm. all of us have room to grow. We need to be more like Jesus. And believe me, uh, we're not there yet. Mm -hmm. Well, thank you, Pastor Randy. We're so excited about your new book. And uh, for our audience, remember that you can get your own copy of To Another Level for any donation of any amount by simply logging on to www.toanotherlevelbook.com. Again, that's toanotherlevelbook.com, and you could access your own copy of To Another Level. Well, thank you, Pastor Andy. Thank you.